Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hello. What's new, Derek? Uh... (laughs) Nothing! (laughs) There's nothing. It's that time of year. It's really hard to come up with something that's new. I was super late tonight. You were. You went to Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Kitty litter. Shoplifting. I know. You thief. (laughs) He's stealing kitty litter. It's the heavy items they leave in the cart. And she didn't scan. I left the box, the the 50 pound bag, box of kitty litter in the cart. And she just pushed it right across the cash to the end. And I started packing everything in and the, good on the guy at the door. I didn't even know. So she, she didn't scan it. And, and she goes, Hey, uh, I can't find this box on your receipt. It's like, well, good for you. Good for you for looking, dude, because nobody else normally looks. Yeah. And he's like, uh, kitty litter is not on there. It's like, um, it's not my problem. It's not like I'm shoplifting a 50 pound bag of kitty litter. Up your shirt. <laughs> so that's why I was late. I had to go back, oh. wait in line, another line. And we're waiting for you and waiting yeah. and waiting. And then it was the uh, geriatric parade getting out of there. And it's like, uh. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Maybe you should have shopped there like yesterday or the day before. <laughs> well, I'm not in this part of town. It's like a long drive. So I always shop on the way here. All right. All right. We'll give Efficiencies. you Efficiencies. We'll give you that. Priorities, some, some dude. People Priorities. Call it, some people call it laziness. Other people call it finding efficiencies. I call it inefficiency. I'm not going to make a special trip just to go get some frozen chicken. You didn't. You would have made a special trip to go get some frozen chicken and steal kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're here too late, my frozen chicken's not going to be frozen. So Why, you're so cut out. So cut the water with your stolen kitty litter. Yeah, it's still out in the car. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> still sounds like all you problems. <laughs> uh, well, we got things to talk about tonight, and we have a guest with us this evening. It took us 197 episodes to get this guy Has here. he never been on before? He's no. never been on before. I thought he has. No, no, no. I've been busy. He's <laughs> too he's busy. He's just hanging around in the background yes. of Paddling Adventures Radio. Yes. There is a fourth member of Paddling Adventures Radio that no one seems to know about because he's like that guy that we keep hidden in the attic. Yes. You know, we'll hide him in the attic, keep him away from the family and the he neighbors. He was one of the forming members. Yeah, he's a member. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> been called worse. Why <laughs> better? Uh, Kevin Rauer. Good day. Thanks for being on the show tonight. Is buddy. that how you Thank say you. your name? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin is our IT web guru kind of guy hosting um, our show on his servers and stuff like that. So when yeah, whenever we are looking to do web stuff and internet stuff, we always chit chat with Kevin and say, uh, "How do we do this?" And Kevin goes, "I don't know. I'll wing it." Uh, <laughs> That's pretty close. Yeah, you got a ticket for that? Yeah. So I've known Kevin since I met Kevin the first day of college. <laughs> like, what's that? Thirty years ago now? Yeah. Wow. Eighty-eight. You're old. Eighty-eight. Thirty-one. 88. Thirty-one. Wasn't it? Was eighty-eight? It was no. eighty-eight. Yeah, fall of eighty-eight. Wow, you're really old. <laughs> I'm not as old as you are. I know, um, yeah, no, so we met the first day of college, and um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we just became friends that day. Mm-hmm. And ever since, we were both at each other's weddings. Um, 
You still owe me breakfast. I do, because the day of Kevin's wedding, we were staying at a hotel downtown, and he was up, and I said, go to McDonald's, get us breakfast. <laughs> so he did. Yeah. <laughs> I got to sleep in on his wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it happens. So I told him I'd get him breakfast one day, and I just never have. Nope. But it's going to be a great breakfast when, when I do. I'll just, just, it's worth waiting for, buddy. <laughs> Um, so we're, we, yeah, we brought, we're going to chat with Kevin. Now, when I, I grew up outdoors, as, as I've mentioned before, I've, you, you know, actually grew up outdoors. I grew, yeah. Yeah. Just like Mowgli from the you jungle You lived book. under the porch. I did. I did. Sometimes I'd sneak out at nights and live on the porch. Or sneak in at nights. Yeah, sneak under in. Under a van down yeah. by the river. Yeah. We were in a van down by the river. <laughs> um, I grew up, you know, doing a lot of outdoor stuff. I would contest the grow up part. Well, yeah. I have to say that for legal reasons. <laughs> and when I moved to Toronto for the first time, it really boggled my mind when I was talking to people and they said, oh yeah, I've been to Barrie. And I'm like, wait, 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 you've been to Barrie. And where else have you been? Well, that's pretty much it. Niagara Falls, Barrie, <laughs> the other side of Toronto, like. Well-traveled. Well-traveled in the GTA. <laughs> and that really threw me for a loop. And Kevin was one of those guys. Guilty. Um, so when I was doing my canoe tripping, uh, I decided one year for Father's Day, I'm taking Kevin. And yeah, that was <laughs> quite the adventure. So we're going to chat, chat about that a little later and, and uh, the few trips that we did go on. Uh, but I want to start this week. This weekend... We are going to be in Waterloo at the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium. Yes. This is the third annual one already. I've been to every one. Hey, so have I. I haven't been to all the, the uh, canoe symposiums, though. I've been to all of them except I was a I late starter. two. Yeah. I think I started at the third one because I didn't know what was going on. And somebody said, hey, talk to Sean. He'll speak at your s- symposium. Oh, yes. You and this the, guy uh, named David Bain sends me an email going, hey, uh, yeah, I was told to talk to you. Because you'd speak at our symposium. I'm like, who are you and what is this? Who who are you and what's a symposium? <laughs> Can I get a shot for that? And uh, yeah, yeah. So I, that sort of took off from there. But yeah, the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium. You can find out about it at ontariowintercamping.ca. Now, I do believe there is a few tickets left. Not many because uh, I guess a couple people had to... Yeah. bow out and said, yeah, if anybody's looking for tickets, we've got a few. Yeah, it was initially sold out yeah. and then some people just couldn't go. Yeah, well, that's so what happened. Yeah, I mean, people buy them yeah. way back in, uh, what, last spring, I guess, or this spring past. And uh, so, yeah, it's coming up. We'll buy the tickets now. And then they find out things happen. So so I do believe there may be some tickets left. Um, just go, yeah, on Facebook, you can go to the Ontario Winter Camping uh, Facebook page and Go to uh, OntarioWinterCamping.ca and there'll be there'll be messages that say. So there are five speakers this year. Our buddy Jim Baird is going to be there. <laughs> Hopefully he brings Buck. Don't know if he's bringing Buck, but uh, I think he, he probably will. Buck always does. And Jim is going to be talking about trekking across Baffin Island. 
which is way up there. I am looking forward to that. Like I yeah. saw, I saw his trip reports when he was on it, talking about him and Buck and on that trip. And yep. they, there was some freezing rain incidents, and there's some wind blowing. He got a, he got uh, held over a day because of high winds and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to listening to him talk about it. I've read the reports. I've I've gone. I followed him on when he did that trip, but it's going to be amazing to hear him actually talk about it and from a personal point of view, right? Yeah. That'll, that'll be really cool to actually, yeah, because I've, I've sent him a couple messages and stuff mm-hmm. like that when he was doing those, but uh, yeah. Uh, the second one, Dave and Kylan Marone, Lure of the North. Oh, they, yeah, They, yes, they, yes, they yes, run yes. that company. Yep. They did a 14-day, 130-kilometer trek through Tomogamy. Wow. Now, I'm thinking of what that's like during the summer. Now, I guess when it, up there, you got the, the, the lakes and everything free, so you mm-hmm. boogie across that, but there's a lot of rivers with like fast moving water which i'm wondering if it if it totally freezes i would think that you'd have to be pretty darn careful because any 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 water that's uh, that stays flowing the, the either doesn't freeze over or mm-hmm. it's super thin and you don't know it until you fall, fall through, through the, it yeah you know, then the snow is going to hide into the thin spots yeah so i'm really i'm really interested in hearing about that trip and seeing some photos and stuff uh this one might be with you is mercedes rogers uh, winter camping with infants and youngsters. Ah, yes. Because you've got youngsters. I do. And you yeah. act like an infant. <laughs> uh, so your wife says, Daniel, da, sorry, Danielle, 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 Danielle and Bill Gardner, winter camping in Killarney, astrophotography and painting. They've got a big history up there in Killarney as artists and residents and, and stuff like that up there. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see what they've what they've got to say about uh, astrophotography and painting in Killarney. And last but not least, our own buddy John Van Berger. He's going to be uh, talking about packing the four season oh shit emergency kit. Now he's he's talked he's been there before the canoe symposium to talk about it, um, but the, now this one will have special items that you need for winter camping and stuff like that. So that's this weekend in Waterloo the theater of the arts building uh there will probably not be tickets at this point at the door so if you are looking to get tickets definitely send them a message and saying i heard there was a couple of tickets maybe are there any left and uh, scoop them now otherwise you are going to be out of luck if you show up at the door and say give me tickets because it's never worked that way people show up the door and they go give me tickets and they say nah sorry none left so we will be wandering around, and if you want to meet us, just, yeah, look for the beard. And are you going to grow a beard this weekend? Are you going to keep what you got there, or are you going to shave it off? I'm going to keep it. Are you going to keep it? Yeah. So look for a scuff, scruffy guy. Yeah, I was lazy this week. I didn't shave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek wants to be me. Um, look <laughs> look for a scruffy guy and look for a guy with a with a big beard, and that, that'll be us. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, if you see us, just uh, stop us and say hello. We're, we're, we're approachable. We like to talk to people. And um, I think I've I heard that there may be some beers coming our way again. Yes. Yes. Exciting. Yes. This is great. <laughs> so we'll, 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 be, we'll be discussing uh, different brews next week. Second on our list of things to talk about this week... The Flying Canoe Festival. This would be awesome How if we can get... How do you find these things? I, uh, actually, this one was pointed out. I got tagged in this one. Now, I suppose it's it should be easy to find since it's 
110 years old. Well, the 110-year-old ski club oh, of Edmonton. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. How long yeah. is the, uh, the Flying Canoe Festival? It's, uh, two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, now it makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get Kevin involved in this one. Because you want to throw him down a hill in a canoe? Yeah. It all works for me. Good luck, buddy. I've been uh, trying to kill Kevin off right. since the day I met him. <laughs> put the fat guy in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no, you put him at the front. That's way there's more weight at the front. Drags you down faster. <laughs> so 110-year-old ski club in Edmonton is taking some of the most Canadian things it could think of and combining them in a festival that is being marketed as a Canadian triathlon. Hmm. Canoeing, downhill snow sports, log cutting, and axe throwing will be combined into one jam-packed event called the Flying Canoe Festival. Celebrating all things Canadian with a focus on French, Canadian, and First Nations traditions started back in 2017 in honor of Canada's sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. That's almost what I said. Yeah. <laughs> almost. I'm not gonna Without try all it. the stuttering. I'm not going to touch it. See, you if sure I, you don't want to try that, Kev? If no. I pre-read the notes, I would have I I yeah. got that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, during the races, participants have to hop in canoes, ride down a ski hill before cutting through a tree with a two-person saw. And then afterwards, you as a bonus round, axe throwing. <laughs> After you've cut the tree with the saw. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then you get to hang out, roast marshmallows and whatnot around that a bonfire. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it does. It yeah. doesn't sound like a sport. It sounds just like a great time. That's, yeah. a, that's a weekend out here in that, the yeah, We call that Tuesday at my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do notice, though, it doesn't say anything about hold my beer and watch this anywhere in what everything I read. Uh, but I'm sure there, there's got to be something involved there. After you're done watching these races, and it happens at night. These all happen at night in the dark. So, Everything's lit up, of course. <laughs> Helps you find the bodies. <laughs> Throw the axe that way. <laughs> you hear your scream, you missed. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I think I saw a man wandering around with an axe in his head. Yeah. So all this happens in the evening when it's dark. Everything's lit up, which makes it more... Uh, a lot more fun, I guess. And when they're done watching the races, guests can experience a bit more Canadian history and culture through light installations, a historical trapper's cabin, a Métis and Indigenous base camp setups, complete with traditional music and more. Uh, I went to their website and it's hard, a bit hard to navigate through, but you see some of the pictures and stuff like that. It does look, it looks really cool. I would almost say it's... Um, the setup part is like Logger's Day at Algonquin Park. Yeah. How you can wander through the trail and they have different setups. Yeah. Okay. Discussing different things that happened during the logging period. Uh, like the old time logging period. Um, it looks like that's sort of what they got set up there, which is really cool. They also run in-school programming throughout January to educate the youth on French, Canadian and Indigenous cultural traditions, which is pretty cool aspect of this. Uh, this takes and they do this in a number of different locations in Edmonton from January 30th to February 1st. So if you are in Edmonton, January 30th to February 1st, 
This sounds like something that's... Well, I'm wondering, do we have it in the budget to uh, fly out there, stay a couple nights? Well, I just gave you 30 bucks. <laughs> we'll call that a start. Th- 34, actually. 34 bucks. There you go. See, just, that got us another five feet closer. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. <laughs> um, yeah, check that out, because that really sounds cool. So I wonder if anybody notices that the, the audio seems to be so much better better tonight we can't figure out why we we somehow or sean somehow nailed it for the on the tech side well i've got this new little recorder but we had it last two weeks fat yeah. guy at the end of the table well there's a fat guy at the end of the table he's sucking up all the extra he's noise he's sucking up all the ambient energy and it's all like the ambient one of these, noise like the science center super quiet yeah. room thing must be so <laughs> he's I keep, like a black hole I of noise occasionally <laughs> hearing somebody's phone buzz which i can't normally hear uh who's on my break no Somebody's on vibrate. Mine's on vibrate, but yeah, yeah, so. it's you. Yeah, I keep hearing a vibrate. I never hear it vibrate though. Oh, we we both looked yeah. last time. Yeah. yeah, I've I've never heard it vibrate before. So, wow, this new high tech piece of equipment <laughs> I, I bought is it's pretty fancy. It's just throwing us right off our game. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know what to do here. It's so crisp and clear. Yeah, crisp, cool, clear, great tasting beer. <laughs> oh no, we are we are classy this week. It's the first time ever. We are not drinking beer. We are not drinking liquor. We are not getting smashed out of our skulls. No. Wait, well, we never do, but we are drinking. We're drinking wine. Yes. We are. Kevin brought, well, Kevin is cleaning up at his house and threw a couple of bottles of wine my way. And uh, I said, well, next time you're over, we'll have some of this wine. And he's over. There you yeah. go. So we're drinking wine from the Niagara region. It's really good wine, too. We did We did a... Um, Super impressive. How long ago was that we did that? A couple of years ago? Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, it's almost four? Five? 16 years ago. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's four or five years now. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, it must be because I was, I did the absinthe run. That's right. And we got the Dragonheart... Um, That's right. Cinnamon vodka from Forty Creek. Oh wow, that was a yeah. that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the wine we're drinking tonight. And the wine is, we're drinking tonight has had that time to age. That's right. Hmm. This is the sister site of uh, the place we get the absinthe from. Yeah, Q Q Q or Q K E W. I was just thinking they, they call it's Q. It, is the the gardens in England is it Q Gardens or Q Gardens? Q. Well, they're British. I don't know. <laughs> ah, <we're> British. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kevin brought over, we had we got a bottle of that and we cracked that open and I'm not a big wine drinker, so but I mean, you can see that empty bottle sitting there. Apparently yeah. <laughs> apparently we are wine drinkers this <laughs> evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, toast to Kevin and welcome to the show. Thanks Cheers. for all the things you do in the Cheers. background for us. Ching ching. Paching, paching. Man, ke- uh-huh. There we, we go. go. Yeah. We're just gonna break glasses now. Am I the only one that still have wine left? Well, you guys I, just I, sucked yours back? Here, no, just... I can't drink much, though. I'm driving. I've only had a glass and a half. <laughs> I'm going to have to break into that. <laughs> Finish. Apple moonshine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Turpentine, um, anyone? <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about Kevin. Uh, like I said, I met Kevin when we were in college. And um, now your dad passed away when you were very young. I was 18. Were you 18? 18. I thought you were younger than that. Uh, just before my 18th birthday. Okay. So you never really went camping and outdoors and anything like that? No, no. Outdoor camping was, hey, we went to Barrie. <laughs> yeah, we went to Barrie. Five-star camping. We were at a five-star hotel. 
So you've never, yeah. So when I was getting into the canoe tripping and stuff like that, um, for Father's Day, the, our, my first Father's Day is like, you know what? I'm going to take a break because Mother's Day, mom got a break. Father's Day, dad gets a break. And I just said I was going to do a canoe trip. And I'd go up to Algonquin Park and get away for the we- a three-day weekend sort of thing. And I just said, you know what? Hey, Kevin, buddy, pal, friend, <laughs> what are you doing? So why don't you come with me and check this out? Check out what it's all because I was I was at a point where, I mean I was still fairly new to it, um, but I was you know I was, I was doing the pictures and people were watching looking at the pictures I was, I was bringing back and and stuff like that saying that looks really cool and that looks like a lot of fun and and I know Kevin made some some comments about the you know seeing it and he's never was never. Um, Subjected isn't the word, but he was never subjected to it. What's the word I'm looking for? Never experienced it. Yeah, never, yeah he never, he never, never experienced the opportunity. The exactly. He never had the opportunity to do that sort of thing. Um, and it's like, you know what? I know so many people now that are exactly the same. They didn't, never had the opportunity to get out here. I mean, even Tracy, my wife there, she's, yeah, we went to Barry. We went to Sudbury once to do the nickel mine tour when we were in grade eight or something. And, and that was pretty much it. Yep. They, you know, um, they did a little later, they did start going out to Nova Scotia to do camping trips and stuff like that. But, but a lot of people, unless you're getting older and doing it yourself or something like that, it, it was not a part of mm-hmm. their, yeah. I mean, when you say city, city slickers. Yeah. Yeah, you know that, that's really growing up. The the biggest thing we got was ooh, get to go to Warsaw Caves on a school trip. Oh, yeah, that's that's great outdoors. Yeah, and it, so so yeah, it was nice that you know what I'm planning this trip. Let's take Kevin. Take my buddy Kevin. You know, <laughs> um, the the one thing that you have to say now, everybody may think I'm picking on Kevin, but Kevin and I have had this thing. He bugs me about my bald head. Mm-hmm. I bug him about his fat belly. It's been that joke between us. 30 years. 30 years, and <laughs> it'll be the joke for another 30, 40, 60, whatever. Um, but I said, yeah, all I got to do for bear chases is outrun <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> and Kevin's easy enough to trip. Yeah, I think my wife actually uh, offered him some insurance money. Well, yeah, yeah there was always that. So you, if, if Kevin doesn't come back, there's always a little bit of money in an envelope <laughs> for you when you get back. <laughs> Here, there's a little little thank you present right for, there. For what it's worth, if you take me again, I'm not worth all that much anymore. Eh. <laughs> oh, some days, 20 bucks is good for me. Oh, you'll get gas money. <laughs> you'll get gas money. Pay for my gas money up and back and the shovel to bury the carcass. <laughs> so our first canoe trip was out of Grand Lake in Algonquin Park. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, Kevin's never was had never been on a canoe trip. I figure we're going to go to Grand Lake, down into Carcajou Bay, and up into Upper Spectacle Lake, and we'll set up camp and do some exploring. And that's exactly what we did. Um, it was a long drive up. Yeah. It was... Did I, did I fall asleep? No. Uh, maybe in the truck you did. Yeah. Yeah, going up. But once we got there, you didn't. No, no. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying... Oh yeah, yeah. You slept on the way up. <laughs> Everybody sleeps on the way up. <laughs> and no, so we we we. I told Kevin, here's what you need to bring because I had the tent and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, uh, bring a sleeping bag, bring your clothes, bring a swimsuit. And, you know, uh, so pack his pack your backpack, and off we go, sort of thing. And it was a blast. It was. 
it was like I say for me it was it wasn't brand new but it was newer um, doing the canoe tripping and it was the first real interior trip where I was the main guy like mm-hmm. I was the leader I was taking somebody inexperienced in so it was almost like the blind leading the blind but not quite <laughs> I, I could see out of one eye I had my glasses on <laughs> you know what could go wrong uh, but no we had we had an absolute blast yep. um, we uh, played in waterfalls um, <laughs> Did some did some exploring of the different rivers and there was one oh that was the that trip was the first trip that I was introduced to beaver dams many beaver dams many many beaver because dams. there was there was a one river we were going to go I said I wanted to go up and check out this one river it goes quite the way up into the marsh areas and stuff like that and it looks like it might be a good place to see some moose and stuff like that so we decided we're going to go check this out one day and oh there's a beaver dam okay let's get out we'll go over the beaver dam oh another beaver dam let's get out we'll go over the beaver dam oh another beaver dam let's get out we'll go over the beaver dam you see where we're going with this yeah yeah i see it (laughs) there was quite a number of beaver dams and then we decided you know what enough of this let's turn around and go back oh here's that beaver dam let's get out good over that beaver dam (laughs) all the way back so i hate beaver dams (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it was it was a good day out. Um, we did got back. We made dinner over the the campfire and stuff like that. Yep. And for for our first real well, that was our first trip out together. It camping. was, yeah, and it it was a blast. And that's where I discovered the most peaceful place in the world to go to sleep. Outdoors. Outdoors. And he's been sleeping in his backyard ever since. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And that's that's exactly it. you get out there, and it's totally different than than the city. The noises were gone. Yeah. Uh, I know the only thing that was getting us, because we do this in June, our friend, the mosquito, <laughs> mosquito and the black fly. That's right. That's oh, right. yeah. Hey, Kevin, I am going out in the middle of June to the wilderness. Oh, good choice. How would you like to come with me? Sure. It'll be fun. Hmm. Oh, did I not mention mosquitoes and black flies in the brochure? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. My bad. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, except for the black fly. But uh, you know what, though? I mean, it, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it, it, we had we had a blast. Uh, there was one waterfall, a small waterfall that went down, and it was a, a, a fairly shallow river that came yeah. over the top, and just farther there's all rock. And nice smooth rock. And so, yeah, we, it was hot day. We just laid down and it was shallow enough that you could put your head down and your face, you know how you do it in the tub? Yep. yep. When you were a kid, you lay in the mm-hmm. tub and the water would just be yeah. around the edge yeah. of your head. So just the ears. Yeah. This is exactly it. Huh. So if people would have walked up without us knowing yeah. and they're saying, ooh, there's a couple of dead guys in the river. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was so cool and, um, yeah, didn't worry about leeches or anything like that. We just mm-hmm. laid there in the water and it was like, this is awesome. Well, <laughs> it's relaxing, it's peaceful. I just got the flashback of that. I remember sliding down the... The High Falls water slide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so that was Kevin's first um, introduction to canoe tripping in the great outdoors in Algonquin Park. And I think it was it was a success. Very much. And again, I learned a few things along the way as well. And you always do. It doesn't matter how long you've been canoe tripping for. You're always going to learn. Yeah. yeah. New new and exciting. Exactly. Things, right? Yeah. 
The next trip was a bit longer the following year. So it, that's when, because Mackenzie is 22 now. Mm-hmm. So this would have been a 22-year tradition now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this would have been, I guess this would have been the second. Really because early in the two, process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two or three. I remember um, hearing stories about this trip. <laughs> yeah, this is this is going up Opiango. <laughs> Uh, we went up to right across from Hailstorm Creek and by High, F- um, Happy Isle Portage. Okay. And the day we got up there, we paddled all the way up and, um, cause we wanted, I wanted to see Lake Opiango. It's a big lake. Mm-hmm. And we found our spot that we wanted to it was perfect. And we decided, you know what? It might be rain. So let's set up a tarp. And the wind was howling. And it dragged the two of us with that tarp across <laughs> across the campsite. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we set up camp and everything like that. The next day we were getting up early. We we're going to do some exploring and maybe do some fishing, do some photos and stuff like that. And we went across to Hailstorm Creek. Now, I'd never been there before. Now, Hailstorm Creek, if you read the books that, uh, that we had at the time, they said it was the highest concentration of moose in North America come spring. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I do have a videotape upstairs. It's one of those little tiny ones because that's a video quarter I had at the time. And it was what, like 34 moose Yep. <laughs> in in Hailstorm Creek. That's incredible. In because one creek? When you, well, it's not actually, like you start to the creek, the mouth. Yeah. And then it opens up into this big basin, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in a canoe and spinning slowly, counting the moose. And they're swimming in front of us. And wow. It's like, okay, you know what? Like overload here. Yeah, um, a herd situation. Yep, I remember that now. Yeah, that's yeah. A lot of the females we saw, and uh, yeah, they were just all over, all all over the place. Now, before we actually got into the basin, we took a wrong turn. We took a oh well, this must be the creek here, <laughs> and so we took this little offshoot creek to the, I guess, left of us. No, that wasn't Hailstorm Creek. No. Uh, so we went up to a dead end, and as we came back around. Mama Moose and her two calves walked out in front of us and blocked us in for so about 20 minutes, 25 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. 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 She was, she was, she came down right in front. Now it was a narrow, it was maybe 12 feet, 13 feet okay. across yeah. Yeah. this little river. And we were sitting there and we were paddling by. She walks down in front of us and her two little calves walked That's down. That's right. And we're like, okay, no, we'll just pull to the side and we'll just, yeah. and Let they her slowly, get out of the way. yeah, they were eating and they were slowly moving towards the mouth yeah. of this little creek. So they would move forward 10 feet. We'd move forward a couple of feet. They would move forward. We'd move forward. That's pretty cool. And slowly making our way. We sat, yeah. And that, that was just like, she, she saw us. She, she knew we were there mm-hmm. and we were just being quiet and <laughs> relaxing and. Yeah. There's, there's nothing more beautiful than watching a moose. Yeah. And nothing more dangerous. Yeah. Uh, you know what though? When you're when you're sitting there like that, you you are cognizant of if she turns and comes at you, you're a dead man. Yeah, you can't. But you're not really. Yeah. It's okay. Sean's in the back of the canoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take the fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not really thinking about. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, there's but just yeah, something you're so cognizant mid- of the fact that she could rear up and start yeah. Yeah, but you in the, the head. Yeah, the, the majesty of this beautiful beast standing in front of you just just makes that eh. go away. Yeah, eh, it's it's there's yeah. nothing like it. Just having <laughs> having this simple creature just look at you 
knowing that in a heartbeat you could end your life. She could end your life. <laughs> she could end, she yeah. could, I'm going to end you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no. no, but you know what? If you, you sat there and totally non-threatening and yeah. that and just watched them go and eventually they got out around the corner of the mouth of the, into the mm-hmm. actual Hailstorm Creek and uh, we went to nice wide berth around her and off we went. But that was, that was a pretty cool, I think that was, yeah, it was your closest to. Yeah. Um, no, no, uh, the last trip, no, second last trip, no, last trip, last trip was the closest was we. No, no, at the time that had been the closest. Oh, at the time, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, that was, so that was pretty cool. And then we also did on that trip, we went up into, we decided we're going to do a a night on Happy Isle. Mm -hmm. So we went up into Happy Isle Lake and set up camp there. And this is where I found out that maybe I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. (laughs) <laughs> um, because <laughs> we're sitting there, yeah, we got to pack up and head out today. And we hear this big, massive noise coming from right behind our tent. We're out in the campground, out in the campsite itself. And I'm like, Kevin, start heading towards the canoe. Cause if something's coming through, oh yeah, then be ready to jump in that <laughs> canoe when we're booking it. Where are you going to be? Well, I'm grabbing my camera to go take pictures, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as I'm heading back towards the tent with my camera, this big moose comes out from, walks right behind our, uh, our tent. Yeah. Yep. So I just stopped, took a couple pictures and following mama was one little calf. So <laughs> it was like, got a couple pictures of that. And then, yeah, I'm heading to the canoe now. And we always <laughs> stood by the canoe, but they just kept on going and they came out and they actually ended up swimming across over to the island, which isn't a big island. No. And we never did see where they went after that. No, we, we got in. I remember us following her a little bit. And, just, uh, yeah, just to there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but that was, that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, we came back and, um, then we decided we're, okay, well, we'll head back. Now we're going to paddle all the way back down Opiongo mm-hmm. to the, to the, uh, takeout there. And Kevin being used to not so much exercise, not so much fresh air, um, not so much peace and quiet. So, this is the story as, that I heard. This is the story you heard. This is one of my favorite <laughs> stories. Uh, we're paddling along, you know, dip and paddle, dip and paddle, you know. And so, oh yeah, where do you want to where do you want to go when we uh, when we're heading home? Oh, I go for a Big Mac. Yeah, maybe we'll hit Harvey's or A and W or something. But oh, well, don't they don't they have like a restaurant right at the place we get at the takeout? We can get like a burger or whatever. So we're talking about stuff. And I said, oh yeah, we'll do this. And, but you got to check all this stuff out. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the lake and all that stuff. Yeah. And then I noticed Kevin's holding his paddle, but he's not paddling anymore. It's <laughs> like, what's that? His, Lazy guy doing. His paddle's just like bouncing off the water. And that's the moment I realized Kevin fell asleep <laughs> while paddling. <laughs> he's paddling along. I'm, I'm yapping, paddling along. And <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude i can oh. fall asleep anywhere yeah there's just so much i mean that's what happens right when you when you're not getting all the fresh air yeah and you get all that fresh it's just like oh man you relax and all you know yeah everything just all the stress everything's gone and it just just drains you mm-hmm. you know oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah at the end and at the end of because that was what four days five days yeah um, but, but yeah. you, you hit it on, on good. Like the, I'm, I'm an IT guy. I'm, I'm used to go, 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 no mm-hmm. stop, coffee, coffee, coffee. And now all of a sudden you got 
peace and tranquility and my, my whole <laughs> yeah, my whole body and system are shutting down because I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. 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 Kevin is the only guy I know that can go out into the woods for a week and not poop. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Uh, <laughs> well, they exploded. Well, on on one of the first trips, Sean introduced me to the Thunderbox, <laughs> and it was the height of black fly and oh, uh, deer yes. fly season. And well, when you get bitten on your rosebud by a deer fly. Um, your body kind of rebels just a wee bit. Mm-hmm. So anytime after that, as soon as we pulled into the gates, that system shut down. Huh? We've been so. in for two days, in for three days. It didn't matter. So the, the plan was to actually have them in for about four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what happened. Yeah. <laughs> see, see it what became an experiment at that point. Load up, load up real good. Explode. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, and then that, so I was just like, man, that really, that trip must've really taken that out of him. You know, he's, he's already fallen asleep in the canoe. It's like, oh wow. <laughs> but we, that was the one I was, I was actually t- telling him about, you got to watch on Opiongo the weather. It <laughs> comes up really fast out of the blue. Oh, and it's a time. big lake. And it, it's, it's a, a big, big lake. lake. And just shortly after that, um, all of a sudden, you hear the thunder, and you're looking around, and then you see the rain, and the rain hits you. We pulled into a, a campsite, mm-hmm. and yeah, just waited it out. It was a, you know, it was a, a lot of fishermen used that campsite. There was a makeshift table that was covered in fish scales, and, and it really oh, okay. it reeked yeah, of it was heavy, fish. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a very pleasant or pretty place. It, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a clean site either, so... Um, but yeah, so we, we got the, he got the full on experience of having to wait out a rainstorm. Um, and then we jumped back in and made it all the way back to the, to the, uh, the truck. With nice. the wind blowing uh, yeah. in our face the entire Tire rest time. of the way. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. And yeah, I got back to that and, um, Kevin was still talking to me after that and he was still happy and he enjoyed it. And he said, you know, can't wait to go next year. I got my hamburger. And he got his hamburger. <laughs> and then he slept, slept all the way home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I mean, that, that was, that was a really good, good trip. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit more and I had more experience at that point yeah, as well. Yeah. Right. So I'd been tripping the, the, the summer previous and, and whatnot. But again, this was, this was a, a father's day trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what was it? Oh, the, the, the Cedar Lake. Mm. Now this, they, this is the hiatus. We we did a number of things over the years. Yeah, yeah. We did, we've done a couple of smaller and, trips with the kids and okay. stuff like that between. Right. And then one year we just you know what? Dude, we got to get back to to um, a canoe trip. And I'd been canoe tripping quite a lot at that. That's point. right. So I have been almost hit by lightning at that point twice in Algonquin Park. Nice. Um, pretty close call. I don't have much hair on my head, but what <laughs> I did have, on it was standing on end. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's right. Call right. me Rod, Lightning Rod. That's right. Bring the fat guy, <laughs> increase the chances. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd almost been hit by lightning a couple of times, but we just said, you know what, let's head up to the north end of the park. You've never been, you've been to the, the east or the west side, yeah, east yep. side. East side, west side. Uh, west side, south side, that sort of stuff. You've never been to the north end of the park, so let's head up. And we'll check out Cedar Lake. 
So we're just going to cross the lake. So we'll bring all whatever we want, chairs, we want whatever, cover. we're not portaging gear. We're just going to cross the lake. There's sites right on the south shore. Mm-hmm. We'll pick a site, we'll set up, and then we'll do day trips from there. And we're, you know, explore the Nipissing River, the Petawawa River, do some fishing, some photography, some relaxing, do some swimming, check out Cedar Lake itself and all that. <laughs> and we had a blast doing it. Uh, Kevin caught, uh, caught some fish. Um, that catfish. Got, is a nice catfish. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice big cat. I didn't realize it would be catfish up in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was a nice, he caught a nice catfish. Fought it for 40 minutes. I caught a nice, uh, 40 minutes, 40 minutes. It kept, it was, pulling, yeah, it, it was a big one. Every time he tried to get it up. Canoe, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There was, there was issues with the drag, I think, but yeah, for 40 minutes, I <laughs> kept him entertained. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Had a blast. Had an absolute blast doing it. Gets it in, gets it in the boat and. And whatnot, and then it's like, okay, dude, you got to watch out for the stingers. Oh, what? yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Guess where the fish ended up? Back in the river. <laughs> um, <laughs> we caught a pickerel, which we had on a stringer because that was going to be dinner. Until oh. something big came up and <laughs> took it. Oh, that's right. I, 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 actually, I actually have a picture of my canoe paddle yeah. with the stringer and just the fish head. Just, yeah. <laughs> Gone. Not even much of the fish head. No. Basically, the, it, had to have been a turtle. I'm thinking it was, yeah, 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 it had to be yeah. a turtle or something, but yeah, gone. Like, <laughs> oh, well, there's dinner gone. Mm. Um, no, we had a, we had a great time exploring and stuff like that. And yeah. while we were out, uh, there is a picture on, I don't know if I've posted it on the Paddling Adventures Radio Facebook page or not. I know it's on my personal page. We came around and, dude, 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 there's a moose. So we're turning around, we're looking, there's this moose on shore and it's just slowly walking by and then it stops. It lifts up its back leg and starts <laughs> chewing on his foot. Uh, so I'm sitting there with my camera, because that's not something you see every day. No. And that's, there's actually a picture that's right. on my on my personal Facebook page of the moose with his foot up in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, oh. he kept joking. Hey, what you step in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn beavers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw a picture like that today. Yeah, Is that he, yours he, that yeah, I saw? Yeah, you reposted it to me. Did I? Oh, yeah, I posted it on Kevin's. So I saw that today. It was like yeah. a moose chewing on his foot. It says, I stepped in beaver poop. That's the one. That's yeah, that is okay. the one. That's the one that was yep. taken up on the uh, Petawawa River. It started to sound like a little more than a coincidence when you, the way you described it. It's like, oh, I saw that yeah. today. Yeah, Kevin was, when before, while we were waiting for you to come home here from Costco mm-hmm. and your stolen cat litter, <laughs> uh, Kevin and I were chatting about it and he goes, yeah, I remember that moose and and there was another little thing that was really cool, which we'll get to here, is uh, one point, um, well, the after after that, we're thinking, yeah, you know, do a little bit of fishing, but it's getting dark, like storm cloud dark. Yeah. And then you start hearing the thunder and the flash, and it was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, wow. The thunder, the lightning. So, dude, we got to get back to camp and get under shelter, get off the water, and we got to go. So we, we made it back to camp just in time. Yep. yep. You could see the rain. It was it was like somebody following you with a hose. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, and it just like a sheet. Yeah. Just a wall right hmm. behind you. Yeah, just following us. And uh, uh, lightning all around, like all over Cedar Lake. You could not look anywhere and yep. not see wow. lightning. Hmm. Um, so we get, we get in it, we get everything up onto shore, get everything tucked away and, and whatnot. And all of a sudden there's this loud, huge 
bang. And then we see the top of a tree coming straight down through our tent. Oh, wow. Landed on the tent. Mm -hmm. Lightning hit the tree next to our tent, Mm -hmm. and the top of the tree came straight down through our tent. Wow. We weren't in it, but that's the day I found out Kevin screams like a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) There was this loud bang, the tree hits, and <laughs> that was supposed to be my side of the tent. That was supposed to be his How side. How badly of the was the tent wrecked? Uh, uh, I had to put a tarp over it, but it's still tarp, usable. And then we had to bail the tent out. Yeah. Wow. And then when we got home, I threw the tent out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the third time I was almost hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it, it stormed all night. It was. Yep. It was. Like, oh, yeah? It was. We couldn't have been any wetter if we were in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was it was brutal, absolutely. We even went across, and they had said there were six storm cells converged yep. on Cedar Lake at the same time. Yeah, lucky and even you. Jake, Jake Pigeon said he'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, hmm. Jake Pigeon, for those who don't know, is the main man up at Cedar Lake. Yeah, um, and he's been there since the seventies. He's yeah. been there forever. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. he was the one that actually explained that. Uh, the whole geography of Cedar Lake and all the feeder lakes that come in and the valleys and everything. And basically everything that could have happened did. Everything went down, all the channels and focused right above our campsite. So yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal, but the next day, and that was the other picture you may have seen is we're sitting there and I'm like, Oh, Kevin, take a peek at that. And by his arm on this, his, uh, fold out chair was a little gray tree frog. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right next to his yeah. elbow. Yeah. And I took a picture of that. Was, I, I, I forwarded that as well to yep. Kevin today. Yep. Um, but yeah, little really, really cool. The, the uh, little lines and everything yep. on it. And yeah. Beautiful. Everything. Really, the really cool. The funny thing was, frog. he didn't move. No. No, he sat there. Yeah. I was drinking coffee. He just sat there and... Licked your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so after all that excitement... Uh, yeah, I mean, we did our fishing, we did our exploring and stuff like that, and uh, that was, I think that was the last trip we were on. That was the last trip That was the last on, yeah. trip we were on. And then life just taken over and <laughs> gone from there. But we had a blast doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun getting there, and it was a lot of fun getting Kevin out, and... I'd still love to do it, but I don't think the body could... Uh could uh, handle. I don't think I could fold my legs up and put them no. in a canoe anymore. Well, I know you've had knee problems yeah. stuff too, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's the big thing. Short, shortly after that trip, I actually had knee surgery. So yeah. So it's I, it really makes me happy that I was able to get you out there um, to experience what we experienced. Sure. Because I've never seen that many moose again. I've not seen a gray a gray tree frog again. Hmm. You know, I've never. That was the last time I almost got hit by lightning. So, it's a win-win all around. <laughs> look look how I've enriched your life. Yes. Bazam. <laughs> Shazam. Uh, but yeah, my big thing was the number of people that grew up in Toronto that have never been anywhere but Toronto, Barry, Barry yeah. and Sudbury, the GTA. Yeah. You know, greater, mm-hmm. greater Toronto area. Yeah. The number of people that I know even still to this day, I'm 51 and people my age, oh no, we go to Niagara Falls or, or the, the, if they do go somewhere, it's, oh, we're going to Mexico. We're flying to Mexico. We're flying to Jamaica. They're flying. They don't know the Canadian wilderness. No. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me, even at, even back then 
boggled my mind. How do you guys not know? How have you not been out camping? How have you not been out hiking? How have you not gone fishing? Mm -hmm. How have you not traveled north? I know, eh? And it it really it really was is is a big thing. And it, I mean, that was getting Kevin out and see how much he enjoyed it. Yeah. At at his I, age, I, I wish I wish I could go. Yeah. And there's yeah. there's groups like that. It's uh, it's amazing to see groups that actually work to do that with inner city youth. Remember the uh, Quiet Adventure Symposium, the yep. Chicago Adventure Therapy. Andrea ne- uh, Nepper. Yeah, Andrea yeah. Nepper. Yeah. yeah. So it, it groups like hers, they work towards getting like inner city youth or, or you know, people from the, the big cities. And in her case, it's from Chicago. Yep. Getting kids out camping and doing outdoor the paddling stuff. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gives them, it opens up your perspective on the world. So mm-hmm. it, it really does it, give it you makes a, a difference. really big difference in perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. if you've only ever seen what happens in a city, you don't really appreciate what the world has to offer. And so it's really nice when, like, for example, Chicago Adventure Therapy can get kids out and can get kids to participate in outdoors activities that they would never have otherwise been yeah. able to take the chance of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was, they're, they're, they should be there again this year, too. Yeah. At yeah. The, or next year, I guess, 2020. Um, yeah. So just to be able to get somebody out there. And, like, and we were in our 20s at that point. You know, uh, I think our last one, we were late 20s. You know, late twenties, maybe or even early thirties, no, uh, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, and so like I say, to get get out there and just have that experience was was really cool. I, I look, I take uh, great pleasure in almost dying by a two hundred foot tree instead of uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, I almost 50, made a 50, fortune. Fifty foot bus, yeah. <laughs> right? My wife kept cutting them in for points more and more and more, yeah. but the more spectacular the death. Mm-hmm. The more money I was going to get, That's and let me right. tell you, that was going to be a once in a lifetime sort of, about <laughs> once in his lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I never expected the fat guy to outrun the bear. Ah, uh, I never saw that coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to have Kevin on tonight and to, just to get him on the the show for a change. I'm going to yeah. say 197 shows. I guess it's about time we get him on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just to like I say, do a little walk down memory lane and. Uh, you know, as, as as little as Kevin has really played in the grand scheme of my trips and my canoe tripping, paddling career and stuff, uh, he was there at the beginning and um, I saw things on these trips that I'll, I'll remember forever. Sure. You know, and... Well, I should kind of think about years. it now and, and it, it comes flooding back. Yeah. All, all, the, all the little minute details. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was there, there was one trip that we did take that we're not really talking about tonight. It was it was a hiking trip. <laughs> uh, all I will say is, when you decide that you know what we're going to do a backpacking trip, make sure you check your tent before you go. Oh, because two grown mm. men who were well, I'm six one, and how tall are you? I was six at the time. Yeah, no. and in a two person dome tent. Yeah, yeah. Two person, if you live in the land of Oz, and you, <laughs> yes. your name rhymes with Munchkin. So you're yeah. nice and snuggly. So yes. we were snuggly because my <laughs> tent, I didn't realize, had been sitting against my uh, motorcycle battery, and the battery had leaked. Mm-hmm. Oh. So when I opened it up, there was a massive ass. There was an extra door. door. Wow. <laughs> so we ended up cuddling in mm. <laughs> Kevin's tent. What yeah. time of year was it? Yeah. June. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 
But again, those weren't pillows. No. <laughs> it, it was. That seems to be uh, an ongoing uh, thing. We can have weeks and weeks of sunlight, and as soon as I go with Sean, that's yeah, when Mother that's when Nature starts. I also learned that you don't go uh, hiking in jeans. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and I've seen it yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you bend over, and those jeans say, I don't know, maybe rip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was grand. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, that was that was. Uh, I think that year the uh, mosquito and 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 bug count was a little higher. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. We we people were counting the mosquito bites on our back and they stopped counting because they uh, lost count on your back on your hand. The, oh, the hand alone. Yeah. 160 and 161 and we stopped. That was that was the year we kissed the front of the truck when we got back to it, saying, "Oh my God, I'm <laughs> never you. leaving you again." <laughs> that's that's the the. Two sprained ankles, right? Two sprained. Yeah, pretend you sprained an ankle. <laughs> wave that canoe over here. They'll take me back to the. <laughs> yeah, leave yeah. me. Go. Yeah. And and then a jogger runs by, and we're going. Huh? What? <laughs> yeah, people are jogging trails. There's yeah. little smaller trails that come around. You can do little loops. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. had been doing the big, big Johnson yeah. Lake yeah. loop and all yeah. that on on the uh, out of Grand Lake there. So, yeah. So when we finally, I finally packed it in and quit, and I was. 500 feet from the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me. Tell my wife I love her. Dude, truck's right there. Oh. <laughs> it's still too far. It's still no, too far. no, no. It amazed me how fast I can forego two sprained ankles. And I did have two sprained ankles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and pants sans crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Ventilation. Not, yeah. Nothing's like Scrotchless seeing jeans. Scrotchless, that's right. Nothing's like seeing yeah. a guy come out of the park with two sprained ankles, a big pack on his back, part of a canoe, and Daisy Dukes. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Took me years to burn that out of yeah. my memory. <laughs> I still got that letter saying from the park ranger saying, due to circumstances, you're not allowed back. You're not allowed back. Yes, please. <laughs> please, Mr. Rowley, don't bring this guy back with you again. <laughs> Ah, uh, awesome. Um, do we want to take that? Nah, we might as well just continue on, eh? Sure. Uh, you found an article, which was pretty interesting. Cost per use. Yeah, so it was it was geared towards outdoor adventure gear, and and it, it uh, they didn't so much. I thought, well, you know what? It it sort of relates exactly to how we would deal with stuff, and but I I guess like the way paddlers use their gear it's different like you get somebody who buys a, a like a high-end mountain bike and if they're not getting out on it much then you, your cost per use goes way up and uh same thing i guess with you know if somebody goes out and buys a a decent 3800 4 kevlar canoe and if they're not an avid canoeer then if you use it like once a year and yeah you know what i mean it, it's the yeah, cost so if per you use, got if you buy it for four thousand dollars and use it once that was a four thousand dollar day. Four thousand dollar trip. Yeah, if you use it twice, <laughs> then it was two thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those costs, and it's one of those things that I hadn't really thought of that perspective before. But you know, like uh, when I did the uh, the uh, mountaineering trip with uh, like the boys down in, yeah. in you know the White Mountains and the Adirondacks and stuff, there's a lot of gear that I bought just for that trip. So I used it on two trips, like crampons and stuff like yeah. that. So the crampons were used for two trips. You know, they're like $80 crampons. 
And so, so 40 bucks 40 a trip. per use. And, you know, I bought a lot of the gear I am going to reuse just because it's winter gear. Right. Like, you know, like really good uh, down jackets and shell and shells and, you know, thermal uh, undergarments and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to constantly use those. But some of the items, like, it just kind of made you realize, it's like, geez, these, these crampons, I don't know that I would get an opportunity anytime soon to use them again like where i'm looking at doing some more winter trips but snowshoe or splitboard or or whatever right so right. i'm not going to be it's not going to be one of those events where i'd be able to use crampons so the crampons are <laughs> well you can always leave them in your car then when it snows and stuff at work yeah or yeah it's, it's wear them into work get, get a nice storm or something there yeah. you go <laughs> get your side of them buddy <laughs> No, okay. but there's 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 a lot of stuff, and I know the article that you'd sent me mentioned like uh, Craigslist and stuff. Yeah, like how much do you see exactly. on Craigslist? Oh, hardly used. Yeah, and you see that a lot. You see it a lot with like treadmills and stuff like that. People go on these exercise things, and it's like oh, I'm gonna get fit. So they go out and buy a, a treadmill, and there's a girl at work. She's got one of these. It's uh. It's sort of a stair climber treadmill. It's two little treadmills and you walk, they go up and down. And oh, okay. anyway, so she advertised it at work for sale and, and she took a screenshot of the uh, of the odometer. It's got 34 kilometers on it. Wow. So <laughs> she bought it like five years ago and it's never been used. It's like brand spanking new, but five years old, right? So it's just one of those things, the cost per use, those 3,400 kilometers that she paid to 2,500 bucks for this uh, stair climbing treadmill. And so it's, the, it's like... Often you don't really take into account. It's like you you have all these dreams about doing buying this gear, and you know it's like I've the the kayak that I bought from uh, John Boblick, he's the backcountry custom canoes. So I've only used it twice now. Right. So the, that cost per use is pretty high. I'd better get out and use that more. I right? use it more than you have. Huh? <laughs> that's that's seventy four dollars a, a kilometer. Is it? So $74 a kilometer. There you go. Wow. On the treadmill. Wow. So. <laughs> she's, she's paid $74 to yes, walk a kilometer. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So the stuff that we have. Now, the, when you're looking at per use, if you just buy a canoe and you're using it all the time. Exactly. That, that'll it pays pay for, for itself. Because but if, if you you're have, renting as opposed to buying, yeah. it, 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 the, the, our uses, we use our, our gear all the time, like a, a PFD. Uh like I'm to mine is old enough that it, it's I'm getting to the point to replace it. So it's ta I'm talking like pennies per use now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you then buy yourself a kayak. Yeah. Now all of a sudden your cost per use of the canoe goes down because you're not only using the canoe anymore. Now you've got a cost per use of the canoe and, and the, the kayak. kayak. Exactly. Right. And when you're looking at paddles, there's the canoe paddle, the kayak paddle. So all of a sudden your cost per use, uh, even though you're out more, yeah. you're, if you're not, if you're switching up between the two different types of boats, yeah, your cost per use isn't going down as fast. Well, think about this. This is that you just made me think of something is, uh, I bought this, this crappy paddle. It's my spare paddle. I always bring it, but I never use it. It's mm -hmm. the spare paddle. It never gets used. So it's cost per use is 
I, I've never used Still it. Still whatever it cost you bought me, for it. It was only a $40 paddle, yeah. but it, it's a spare paddle, so I've never used it. So it's still, it, its cost per use is astronomical because it's never been used, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you can be looking at all that stuff when when you're looking at canoe tripping and stuff. And, yes. Well, and paddling, we'll just say canoe tripping for now. Your canoe, your paddles, your PFD, your bale buckets, yeah. your tents, your camp stoves. If you go out once a year... It's, uh, sometimes you got to wonder if it's cheaper just to rent. Just to rent the stuff. And then the people who you rent it from, for example, Algonquin Outfitters or something, they do all the maintenance, they do all the storage, they do all the cleaning. You just go and rent a, a, a you know, a lightly used clean wood, you know, camp stove or, or yeah. pot set or whatever, and you don't have to store it. So if you're not using it a lot, but obviously like we use our stuff a lot. Yeah. Right. So it just comes into one of those things. It's like, you know, am I going to go out and buy a really super duper high end? Like I was looking at the, uh, it's a jet boil. It's oh, a the jet, new boil jet boil stuff. So it, yeah. the jet boil, it's built, has a built in cup pot thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can boil a pot of water. You can boil a liter of water in like a minute or two. Right? Yeah. Huh. They're incredibly fast. And it's like, well, that would be just for coffee in the morning. I'm not going to really cook meals on it. So it's cost per use. That's uh, th- those are expensive coffees. Yeah, <laughs> but they're fast coffees. You gotta drink a lot <laughs> of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there 180, 200 bucks just for the Jetball yeah. kit, right? Yeah. Some of them are more, some of them are less, but yeah, on average. So yeah. it's uh, I don't know. You, you really got to weigh your usage usage before you buy buy some you, you know equipment. One of the things that you you should you kind of brought up is you're gonna have it anyway. It's actually a lot of the storage costs. Yeah. yeah. That that mm-hmm. seems to be the the biggest. The you know? Yeah. Everything that it takes to, to store it. Yeah. yeah. Hey you're I mean, you look behind you, look at that big pile of gear. Hey, right? How, how come we didn't have this heater? <laughs> <laughs> it's noisy. <laughs> Couldn't find a place to plug it in the tree. <laughs> Extension cord was yeah. too short. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just going through all my my gear here and packing it up for the for the winter. Yes, and but I mean, you look at how much stuff and how much room that takes up. It's a yeah, it's know? an incredible amount of room, and it's yeah. like it's when you, uh, for example, you might go camping four weeks out of the year. So for the other forty eight weeks, it's uh, you've got this stored. stuff stored, taking up room. Yeah, right. There's, there's actually new businesses around and that's all they do is store your camping equipment. They, yeah. They, they drop, they will pick it up and drop it off for you and really? store it for you. I, I oh. saw something a few weeks back. I need them, man. Seriously. Like you, they'll take uh, your canoe and put it away. Half my house would be empty. <laughs> <laughs> my garage, I'd be able to yeah. park two cars in there. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I remember seeing something like that and uh, I'm, I'm a go trainer. It was topic of conversation uh, a few weeks back. Hmm. Have to look into that. Hmm. But I mean, you've got the the storage unit. I have storage unit. You put unit. your canoe in that in, right? Exactly. And I'd, I need to get rid of that because it's cost me $140 a month. Yeah. that's. But it's got two canoes, a kayak, and, you know, my motorbike. And it's got all kinds of gear and stuff in it. So it's just, it's being used. But it it's will be cheaper in the long run for me to build a shed in the backyard. So I do, I take a... But so if your canoes and kayaks and wow. gear are in that storage unit, 
their cost your per use, cost is, increasing. Per use yes. is increasing wow. yeah. with every $140 payment. Wow. Yep. So Absolutely. that canoe is now $19,000. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, I guess that's wow. where you need to look at it, right? Hey, yeah. It's end of season. But yeah, yeah. if, if you. the stores, get yourself one of those clearance sheds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Get yourself well, no, I, w- I want to build a proper shed in the backyard. Yeah. And it's going to cost me about six grand, I think. Wow. My yeah. So grandma well, can live Proper there. foundation. Yeah. I need yeah. a place to put the motorbike and plus the canoes oh, yeah. and yeah. yada, yada, yada. How about, yeah. how about yeah. half a shipping container? The pottery container. studio yeah. and the, and the steam sauna container. and yeah. all that stuff, right? So Shipping container. Yeah. Just have them <laughs> drop it outside side of your house. Yeah. Yeah. If I put it below ground and have a trench. And then you can park the boat it. on top. There you go. So park your sailboat right on top. I, I could That'd be awesome. I could bring up the uh, you know the person on the internet that's already done that. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of people are doing those things yeah. now. Yep. Just got to get one. We know somebody in the business. Do hey, we? You can buy yeah. those those shipping containers for about five grand or so. Yeah. They're not. They're not that five expensive. Five grand. That buy a new canoe. <laughs> or or store your old one. or store your old one i'll go for the new one but yeah you know what like there, yeah there's a lot of people you, you're starting to look at it's just like a mortgage do you keep renting or do you get yourself into a mortgage? i know i remember when i used to rent it, i always had money i always had this like it was it was so great it's like oh well, you had know, to get yeah. married and have kids yeah, then. Married, have kids well, and then get you, a mortgage yeah I never but back money. then, when you were renting, you could also just call up the property management group or whatever and say, "Yeah, something's broken." Fit. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's like, "Hey, oh, I yeah. am the one. I I'm am my the, own landlord. <laughs> I am the property management yeah. group." Call your wife. Yeah, fridge is broken. Yeah. Fix it. <laughs> Sorry, honey, we can't get your teeth fixed. Papa needs a new canoe. Yeah. Right. So yeah, but the, the the cost per use is really interesting concept when you start thinking about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, is it worth? You know, buying that canoe, is it worth buying that new piece of gear if you're only going to use it once or twice? Exactly. Depending on the gear, right? Yeah. And I mean, part of this big pile of gear I've got is because I've got my solo gear. I've got gear I take when I'm going with people. Then I've got gear I take when I'm taking people. Exactly. You know, like if I'm going with a bunch of buddies who all have their own gear, I've got my own set of gear for that. When I'm taking people, like I'm taking one of my kids or, you know, Tracy's coming with me. Then I've got other Kevin's coming with me. I've got that kind of gear, you know. Um, so it's like I got three separate types of yeah with with yeah. interchangeable parts, but there are certain things like the extra sleeping bag, the extra um, thermarest pad. Yeah. If I'm only taking somebody once or twice, the cost per use is pretty high. That cost per use for that thermarest yeah. is pretty high. Yeah, it sits there. Mine almost. is mine is well paid for, well yeah. used. Yeah. You know, uh, but the, the new one that somebody else uses is quite different. So it is, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool concept to think about that. Mm-hmm. What's your gear worth? How much are you still paying for that? Yeah. Is it paying, yeah. is it paying for itself? Exactly. You know, so, um, yeah, that's cool. And last topic of the evening, speaking of gear. Yes. It is the end of the paddling season here in Canada. And you brought it up yourself. Us. Looking over the pile of gear in the corner. A big pile of gear. Yeah. So Put I'm just going to set it winter. all on fire. Just buy new stuff. <laughs> there, it's not cost me anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Summer's here's pretty much, well, it, summer is over. We're into the fall. It's getting yes. colder. We've had snow We've had already. Snow. 
people are still trying to get out there, but there's little comments. Yeah, there was a sheet of ice when I woke up this morning. <laughs> and so I can still paddle through it, but, you know, it's not long now before, yeah, yeah you're not getting on that water at all. <laughs> um, what do you do? Healthy winter storage. Exactly. And when it comes to your gear, like, again, if you want your cost per use to maintain it nice and low it's like you're for example the was it uh two years ago three years ago i i i forgot to put away my water filter so i have one of those katadin fabric filter gravity two bag thing and uh i opened it up in the spring it's like oh no i forgot to dry it out so it was stinky it was moldy it was nasty mine's so, drying up there <laughs> and, and those filters are like 55 dollars yeah. so yeah. my cost per use went way up on that one wasted because i only used it like you know half a dozen times yep. and so instead of having you know pennies per use it was like five or ten dollars per use type thing right yeah so it's like it, this is the time of year you got to make sure you you preserve your gear like you don't for sleep bags you can't leave them jam-packed tight in your stuff sack you nope. have to flop them open and if you have room to lay them flat like you put them under a bed or something and let them stay puffy and you know make sure you you pack your tent loosely if the tent is dirty make sure you give it a nice cleaning make sure it's dry yeah make sure it's dry yeah. It, it yeah. pack it in a breathable sack like a like a pillowcase or something you huh. know so it stays you know constrained and it's not flopping around anywhere because who knows you, because nobody's. god knows you don't want your tent flopping everywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> i suggest you don't try drying it on your lawn now no yeah. no that'd be a bad idea yeah. you know, when i got back from the Barren canyon there last month it was soaked. My tent was soaked, yeah. and just yeah, you know, I ended up hanging it in the draw in the the garage, and then when it got really sunny out for a day, I quickly threw it out while I was barbecuing and totally yeah. dried it. Yeah, and it was like, man, because if it wasn't for that, <laughs> yeah, I would because you don't want to pack it away because you're gonna end up with mold holes in it. And, oh, precisely, yeah. You know, yeah. you come out in the spring, and there you go, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got a ruined tent. And it's one of those things if, you, if as you put your gear away for the winter, it's, it, you go over the gear and like there's, uh, one of my camp stoves that I use, it's, uh, it's got some loose bolts and some parts that are coming apart on it. And so I open it back up in the spring. It's like, Oh, I forgot to do this. I was supposed to order parts for this thing. So that thing keeps sitting on a shelf because every winter I forget to order parts <laughs> and, and I don't bother in the summer because I'm too busy with other stuff. So it's one of those things. It's uh, you clean your stuff up, you put it away, you you go over everything, make sure that if there's anything that has to be fixed, or you know, take the filter out of your water filter, stuff like that. Yeah. Right? It's it's a really good opportunity to really give your gear a good going over. But it's one of those things. You're you're so busy through the summer season that it's you know that rip in the tent. You keep ignoring it. You keep ignoring it. You know, winter is a good thing time to you know lay it all out and and do some proper fix maintenance. it or get a new tent. Get a new one, yeah. yeah. Uh, big one. Take your batteries out oh, of your headlamps. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And your flashlights and stuff, right? Yeah. There's nothing worse than opening up a headlamp, getting ready to use it the next year, and it's like, oh, what's all that blue powder? Yeah. Oh, your batteries <laughs> leaked. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Need a new headlamp um, now. PFDs. Give yes. them a wash. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's because there's there's so much sweat and grime and greases and oils and stuff. So if you use a mild detergent, nothing too harsh, 
and uh, just stick her in the bathtub, give her a nice wash, let her dry out properly, and and put put it away properly for the winter. Give it a good look over. Make sure that the there's no straps that are tearing or whatever. Make sure that it's ready to be put away and dried and you know properly preserved for the winter. Right for rain, for stuff like that. I've I've for years I've been using no, no well, sponsorship here, but Original Dawn. It's a wonderful detergent. Very mild. It, great degreaser. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, little, uh, we got one of those little, um, supposed to be for your fingernails. Oh, brushes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thing to get the oil and stuff off your brushes. I'll hit, I'll do, use one of those mm-hmm. on the back of, uh, on my, my life jackets. Just get that extra dirt yes, out and yeah, grime yeah. and stuff like that. Just to get out, because any yep. dirt that stays in fabric eventually will wear out the fabric quicker because it's just abrasive. Yeah. So the, the, the dirtier gear stays, the more worn out it gets to look and it gets sort of sun faded. And it's like, you know what, it's, if you don't take care of it, you're just going to have to buy a new one sooner. Yeah. And they're not cheap. Yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, rain maybe, gear. Oh Yeah. 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 Exactly. Anything, anything that has to do with water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is the whole purpose exactly. of paddling, right? Because sometimes you forget. That, oh yeah. yeah. That rain gear is packed away in that stuff sack. I, I forgot about it two years oh, ago. Oh, and you know what? Like I was doing a lot of portaging and whatnot in the rain at the end of the season and it was soaked every day and the, the, the sweat and everything on the inside. Yep. Give that sucker a wash. Oh, the stench. mama. Yeah. Even, and, well, it's got a bit of a padded neck oh, okay. collar, right? So it retains so some So it retains some of, the, yeah. some of the sweat and dirt and grime and Deet. all. And yeah. You're, yeah. And you're sitting there and go, what's that smell? And you're holding up your jacket and you smell that collar and you're like, yeah, this bad boy is going right into the washer. <laughs> you, know, you do a, re- well, I mean, it depends on, read, read the label on yeah. there, yeah. on your jacket, of course. Mine, I can do a nice light. Thing and then hang dry. Don't throw it in the yeah. dryer or anything like that. And so yeah, because come next summer, if that's been sitting all winter, oh nasty. Oh yummy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Uh, your tent. You were talking about one thing, and I I never really think about it. I think about cleaning my tent, mm-hmm. the fabric. Yeah. I don't really think about cleaning the poles. Now yeah, I was looking at that, and uh, like my poles are are they they're kind of getting hard to use. And, uh, and I just thought, you know, I keep bending them a bit too much or whatever. And I was reading that if they're, if the ferrule where you, the, the pole fits into the other pole, it, uh, when they get hard to use, it's just because there's built up of dirt and grime. And so it increases friction. So the poles aren't used to, you know, they don't operate like they should. Right. And so you may take up extra force, you may accidentally bend them. They stick together. You got to kind of wiggle them to get them apart. It's just because they need to be cleaned. You can give them a wipe down and get rid of the dirt and dust that's building up inside the, uh, inside the socket. And the baby bottle brush would be perfect. Exactly. Yeah. 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 One of those yeah. little white brushes. That, yeah. yeah. Just to clean it out, just so it it operates better, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't really think about the poles from that perspective. And no, you'd never think about it. No, it's just like ah, it's the poles. They're they're metal. Who cares? Yeah, Yeah. or fiberglass or whatever they are these days. Yeah, and yeah, especially with fiberglass poles. And I don't think too many people have fiberglass poles anymore, but. They, I remember back in the day, they, those things would just kind of start to wear out and you had to wipe them down or else yeah. they wouldn't go together anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So check out, check out those, check out everything yeah. of that. And, uh, the one last thing here is when you're doing your wash, after you're done washing your tent and your fly and all that waterproofer Yes. and let it dry well. That's one thing. Before I've, packing it. 
And I've got to look into that this year because uh, my tried and true tent that I bought in 2000 and is still in fantastic shape, but the fly, the seams need to be resealed. Like uh, when I last time I, last few times I used it, you can see the white fabric seam seal stuff powdering off like dust oh, and dandruff, right? Right. So the seams aren't sealed anymore. It's I gotta either find a seam seal tape or a seam seam seal paint or something, just to stop that water from coming in. Right? Getting in. I have my um, Eureka Spitfire Solo. I've had. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how long. I've just had it for so long. Yeah. Um, it had to be the late nineties, early two thousands that I bought it. I've oh, had yeah. it forever. And yeah, it's every, every few years I'll throw some, just set it up and spray the, the fly with the, uh, waterproof spray mm-hmm. and let it sit and dry thoroughly. And I've yeah. never had a problem, but this year the zipper broke. Oh yeah. It's like, oh. Old faithful. Old faithful. So I was gone, but you know what I ended up doing is just getting some of those little Velcro buttons. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then just, just put make it, it work. stick them on just to make it, yeah. just to, just to keep it closed. And then I just put a tarp, hang a tarp over top. Yeah. It's going to rain. And <laughs> didn't have an issue. Yeah. Not an issue at all. I took it up to Tomogamy with me. I took it to the Barren Canyon with nice. me. It rained both times. Didn't get wet. It was, uh, yeah. Nice. But I, I don't even know if I can get a new fly for it or not. Because it's seen better days. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's almost worth trying to find a duplicate or something on, on yeah. like a Kijiji. Just because like tents are so expensive nowadays. And again, it's like, you know, the, the, my marmot from that I got in 2000, it's, it's old faithful. I love that tent. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's the one I take on all my solo trips. It's nice and small and compact. It's lightweight and, and it's a really good, high quality tent. Yeah. So I don't want to just, you know, if the seams are leaking, I don't get rid of it. Yeah. If it's just leaking in you. Yeah. Or just carry a blue tarp with you and <laughs> hang it over every time. There you go. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Tents so. aren't supposed to leak? No, no, believe <laughs> it or not. Unless there's giant battery acid holes in the <laughs> side. <laughs> just, it's all fair game at that point. There you go. <laughs> uh, I think that's all we got this week. I that's think, it. That's all. I think that's it. That's all. Um, I guess else? next yeah. week we'll be talking about the winter camping. We're symposium. going to be talking about the winter camping symposium. Yes, and there is uh, something was released today. The Quiet Water, Quiet Water, Quiet Adventure. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, the afternoon three clock i think it three is. to three forty-five. is that what it is three yeah. to three forty-five. yeah i will be speaking in the rose room oh is that what it is the rose room i think that's what apparently it's you know you're fu- you're my stalker apparently <laughs> 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 i just saw woohoo i got an email saying hey you've been accepted to the speakers list <laughs> i read his email too it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i have my own stalkers i feel yeah. so great uh yeah so i'll be uh that was announced today that I'll be speaking at the Quiet Water, Quiet Adventure <laughs> Symposium. <laughs> they had to name it. Water. They had used to, to be it. called Quiet Water. Oh, I'm going to just get it like tattooed on my arm or something. Just read, read it from my arm every time. The Quiet Adventure Symposium in Lansing, Michigan come February. Um, what is that? February 29th. Yes. The Saturday. Please. So I'll Leap be speaking in the afternoon. Um, is it time to redefine adventure? So if you want to find out what that is about, you got to come all the way to Lansing in February and listen to my talk. It's the Betsy River Room. 
Ooh, the Betsy River Room. Betsy River That's Room, 3 awesome. to 3.45 p.m. That's it's a one-day show at the Quiet Adventure Symposium. Yeah. So we're going to have a booth there, and Sean's going to do a little uh, stage presentation. Yeah. Uh, and we do actually record interviews with various people at the show. Yes. Like we did last yeah. year. It was it was pretty cool. It was mm-hmm. really well-received. So we'll do that again. Other than that, you got anything else? I do not have a thing. Anything, Kev? Nah. No? You're just going to keep on going, doing what we ask you to when things break? I'm a firefighter. There you go, buddy. (laughs) Give me a problem, I'll solve your problem. (laughs) Derek's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm SOL. (laughs) I was the original problem. Uh, You were the original problem. (laughs) I I don't know if I upgraded or downgraded. (laughs) I got two of them now. There you go. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Kevin. Uh, yes. Like I said, should have had John ages ago, but uh, <sighs> kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, and yeah, you know. <laughs> My wife told me I had to get John here at some point. I mean, yeah, it's great to have you on, Kevin. <laughs> How come she's not here? <laughs> she's she's out making her half of our family fortune, so I can afford to do this and have you here, <laughs> drinking wine. Yeah. Yeah, eating potato chips. I'll send you the bill. Hey, a, where's the donuts and the chips? No, we didn't have to. What are those things that you got? Some Japanese oh. ice cream mochi balls. Mochi. 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 Because apparently it's not mochi. Yeah. Mochi. Mochi. Mochi balls. They're they're good, but they're weird. So it's got to have a, got a dough outer layer and an ice cream inner yeah. core. Weird. It's, it's a like Japanese dessert. Yes, like eating yeah, eyeballs. Yeah. 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 Not that I've eaten eyeballs before, but sure. Oh, I mean, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that my outside voice? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it was, it was great to have that little walk down memory link, Evan. Uh, well, we'll definitely get you on before the 300th show. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> 299. That's right. Cut it close. <laughs> Cut it close. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to us live or stream us, I guess, at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can listen to us, uh, stream it, or download it right to your mobile device. Or your laptop, so you're not so mobile device, I guess. Your desktop. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked out the Spanish River Trip from the Burt oh, Reynolds yes. Memorial River Run that happened, yeah. there are three videos there to check that out. Go to our uh, Paddling Adventures Radio YouTube channel and check that out. You can see Spazdick Derek being a bowman and trying to save the canoe. And does he? Does I he do. save the canoe? We never what? dumped once. Dun, dun, <gasps> Dude. Dun. No, you can't tell them that. They have to tune in, <laughs> check out the videos, and find out for yourself. Did they dump or did they survive? Well, check out the videos. Obviously, I survived. Well, how do you know? Maybe I just recorded this last year before you went on a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know. <laughs> Derek just ruins everything. See what I got to deal with here? Oh, jumping Jehoshaphat. I'm also one of those guys that reads the end of a book first just to make sure I'm going to like it. The butler did it, but what was the butler's name? Bob. Bob the butler. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Yeah, you call me weird. (laughs) You have no idea, my friend. (laughs) Things happen here. We've seen things. (laughs) Once that door closes to the studio, buddy, things happen. Yeah. 
things are said, things are seen. I know. I keep having to delete that content. Yes, I know. <laughs> Derek, Derek, Derek looks at it. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.